everyone. Welcome to another episode of What is a Podcast? The podcast where the host is gradually becoming more concerned about his appearance. Um, I haven't had a haircut in a long time because I'm trying to be responsible and my hair is absolutely a mess right now. Um, If you don't know, and it's okay if you don't know, I have very thick, luxurious African hair. And, you know, it's I don't have that, you know, that straight European hair. I don't bounce back in the same way, right? I got to do things differently than some straight European hair has to do, right? And that's no no diss, no shade, just we're we're different in that way. And when I'm working, I have to wear these over-the-top headphones, which is like putting like a dent in my head, and I'm getting like all types of like mullet-type vibes going in the back. The back of my head is fucking awful. I'm like trying to resist the urge to like twist my hair, because a lot of black people do this. I don't know if I can speak for everyone, but a lot of black people that I know, like once their hair gets to a certain length, you just sort of lose control of your hands for a minute and you like have to twist and you twist and you twist your hair. And the problem with when you twist your own hair like that, it's not that it's like a habit or anything like that. I don't care about the habit. The problem is, is after you twist your hair, you look dumb. You look ridiculous. It never looks good after you twist your hair, after you have a nice twisting session. Like, you you never look good. You look like you came out of some type of, you know, racist cartoon. So, when it comes to that, you know, I'm just very concerned about my hair. I'm doing my best to take care of it. But, like, I'm wearing these, like, over-top headphones for work. And I also wear a hat, right, when I go to work. Because if I have the over-top headphones on my regular head, right, it's going to leave a weird dent in my head. And if I ever take the, the headphones off, my hair is already fucked up by design because I have the headphones over my head. So wearing a hat and you can't see my hair, you don't also see that there's a ridiculous dent in my head. But when I log off, the dent in my hair is still there. And I'm probably going to cut my entire shit off whenever this is going to happen. Whenever I feel safe enough, I'm probably just, you know, saying I'm going to my barber and I'm saying I'm starting over, you know, throw the whole afro away and we'll try something new in a few weeks after I after I cut all the shit off. But that's one thing. Another thing is my voice. And normally my voice feels pretty good on Tuesdays. I've felt like Monday is not a good day for me to record, right? Monday, my voice is gone after like I start up my week back again. And the weekend, which I thought would be a good time to record, is not always the best time to record because I, you know, just have other obligations to do. Um, So it doesn't always work out. And Tuesday, Usually I have sort of a good feel for my voice on Tuesday and it doesn't feel like my voice is going to go, at least not in the very beginning. And I feel like I can put out something that has, you know, at least a decent quality and something that won't kill my voice for the next day at work when I'm yelling at a computer screen all day. So usually that's okay. But right now on this Tuesday, 
I'm not feeling the same way. Maybe I yelled a little bit too much. Maybe I strained my voice a little bit too much. I feel like it sounds different. But as I'm listening in my, my little area where I record, it sounds different in my ear. I don't know if it makes any difference to whoever's listening. If you are, you know, a regular listener or if you've listened to multiple episodes, I don't know if it sounds different, but that's a concern. We might cut this one a little bit short, um, but in the news, right, things that are happening. And there's a couple things that I want to talk about. Um, and we're going to sort of front load the racism for a second, um, because there's racism afoot, but also racism that might be getting fixed or at least a band-aid over it. Um, so I read earlier this week, I believe, that Mississippi, the state, is trying to fix the flag, right? I don't know how much progress Mississippi has made as a state, but the Mississippi flag, if you're unaware, has a Confederate logo in it. Like, you're familiar with the Confederate flag. That's like that red and blue ugly flag. And then Mississippi has a replica of the Confederate flag within its main flag. So there's a main flag, and then like in the top corner, there's a little Confederate flag, a little baby bitch Confederate flag. And we're, or Mississippi, is, you know, changing it. They're going to go through some reservations, and they're going to change it. And I don't know if there's a lot of pushback. I mean, maybe in actual Mississippi or in the South, it might be a pushback. I live in California, so... Like, I don't see Confederate flags everywhere. Like, I don't see that in, in my everyday life, but some people in different areas, they see it a lot, right? Or they see it in, like, their state capital, or they have seen it. But to me, the Confederate flag, because some people say the Confederate flag is not racist, right? They say it's sort of heritage, and, like, I was, like, in a Civil War descendant, like, my great-great-great-grandpa fought for the South, blah, 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 right? But the South still has slavery. Even if your uncle or dad or whatever didn't have slaves, the South still had slavery, and a large part of the Confederate flag and the Civil War was about issues with slavery, not saying that the North was completely anti-racist we sort of know that because America still has a fuck ton of racism in it. But when we're looking at slavery in the Civil War, and one side had slavery in a much more overt way than the other, right? We can assume that there's a lot of racism embedded in this flag, in this symbolism, right? And if you claim you're not racist, right? If you claim you're not racist and the Confederate flag is about culture, right? I have news for you. At the very least, you tolerate racism, okay? If you like the Confederate flag. If you say like, yo, this is just culture, my ancestors, right? All that stuff. You tolerate racism because that flag has a history of fighting for the overt racists and for the slavery to continue and literally what people call the original sin of this country, right? You're, those people were fighting for that and you're at least tolerating that because not only were people fighting for that, for the slavery and the original sin under that flag, 
But people now are still racist and using that flag for racist things, racist activity, racist hood rat stuff with your friends. And you're at the very least tolerating that because that's what it's used for. Okay. And racism is not something that you have to tolerate, right? You don't have to tolerate racism. We all are trying to be better and grow. And sometimes people say things that are racist and don't realize it. But you don't have to tolerate racism. You you can get rid of the flag, right? You can let it go. And really, right? And I think I might have made this point before on the podcast. But the Confederate flag is a flag of losers, right? And there's nothing more American than fucking up an American flag, than like destroying an American flag, burning it, whatever you have to do, right? Because the America that the the state seceded from, right, that's who kicked your ass, right? So there's nothing more American than kicking Confederate ass. Like, think about it. So when you're looking at that Confederate flag and you're you're thinking about how I'm not racist, it's just culture, whatever, right? Think about maybe how that culture tolerates racism and maybe maybe go about it a different way, right? But speaking about racism, we have some sports teams that have done some racism in the past and are trying to to remedy it. Um, and it's the football team in Washington, D.C. and the baseball team in Cleveland. They have Native American imagery as their mascots. They are not the only ones in all of sports that have Native American imagery, but they are probably the most offensive, right? And Cleveland, I'm going to do my best to not say the actual names, but the baseball team in Cleveland, I think is probably, in my opinion, right? Whenever I saw the baseball team in Cleveland and when I like had this, you know, intellectual reasoning that these logos and mascots are racist because i didn't always think that like when you're like a stupid kid you just see a logo and then you go with it right but once i realized what cleveland's logo was doing and that the logo's name is chief wahoo um i was like i think this is the more offensive one than washington i always thought that The Cleveland one, and I'm not Native American, so it's not my really place to say that, but I always thought that the cartoon, the Chief Wahoo, right, the, like, real, like, caricature stereotype of a logo, right, is way worse than something that looks at least a little bit realistic. I do think they're both bad, but I think that the Washington's name is what really pushes it over the top. But the fact of the matter is... Both of them have to go, right? Both the names, the logos have to go, right? They are probably the worst offenders in sports, right? And Cleveland, with their name and everything, like, we don't have to do this, right? And when we're talking about Native Americans, it's different than other groups, right? Because people are going to mention, like, maybe Vikings, right? Vikings were a group of people, right? But Vikings in America were not systemically oppressed and murdered and taken from their homes and pushed into reservations and having their land stolen from them, all that type of stuff, okay? So when it comes to something like Vikings and a Native American, 
those two things is not the same, right? You're 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 conflating two things, two groups of people, not the same, right? You can make an argument for changing all mascots based on groups of people or whatever, but I think that that's more or less a reach, right? Vikings are not systemically oppressed in America, right? That's just the facts, right? If you come here to America looking like Viking, looking like Thor or whatever, no one is going to, you know, think twice about it. You might say, oh, that guy looks like what I imagine a Viking looks like. But it's not going to be anything more than that. You're not going to be oppressed for your Viking looks. So I, I, I don't have much time for that argument, right? But really what I think about these things is that it's taken so long, right? And it's very clearly apparent that these name changes and these things are happening because the country is so pointed towards issues of race and racism right now right and in this moment and you're doing these self-reflections and realizing hey maybe i am the asshole maybe i am fucking up in this area a little bit like now they're reflecting and they're saying look we're going to do this, we're going to change this name, we're going to be better, right? But it didn't have to be this way, right? You could have done it like a long time ago, right? And part of me feels like part of the blame is on the league itself, like MLB, NFL, those type of people. Because if you're like Washington and you're in the NFL, like how I imagine the scenario going is like commissioner comes in and says, look, until you change the name and logo, you are not going to play, right? And you're going to forfeit every game. You're going to go 0-16. You are not going to play unless you change the name, right? And I think that would get people to change the name really quickly, right? If the owner or the team is not moral enough to change the game, then you railroad them into changing the name, right? And that way you make more people comfortable you don't give people the leeway to like make fun of native americans and hide it under like fandom or sportsmanship like people will go to like cleveland games washington games in real like red face and it's just not okay and it it's never been okay and people are still walking around like it's okay in this you know offensive native american imagery and you know appropriating native american cultures for weeks on end right if you railroad them into changing like say look change it or you're not gonna play you're gonna forfeit all the games i think it would have happened a long time ago same with mlb right say look you are not going to play as long as you have this name and logo. And then they change the name. That seems pretty obvious, right? But also part of the whole Cleveland, Washington is sort of their identity is sort of carved into not changing the name. So like, especially Washington, they're like, yo, we're not changing the name. We're Washington. We're going to have this racial slur for a name and you're going to deal with it. That was sort of that identity. And now they're sort of doubling back on this identity and they're going to change the name. And it's really the money. Like I heard a minority owner said something. Nike said some shit. Right. Or they pulled like the Washington stuff from the website. So 
It was the money that talks. Who knows if, like, the owners or whatever at Washington actually believe they should change the name. Same with Cleveland. But it's really the money doing it. But, hey, if money talks and we get a good thing out of it, I'm okay with it, right? People talk, yell on the internet a lot, especially about performative activism. And I do think activism is, like, performative in a lot of ways. Not, not all active activism is performative but a lot of like social media aspects of it are performative and like especially with like memes like we turn like these tragedies into memes i've said this again like throughout the weeks but like particularly brianna taylor and we do need justice for brianna taylor to be clear that's not what i'm i'm not going against that but with brianna taylor she's become such a meme that it's like disrespectful at this point right the memes about brianna taylor which i think started in a good place and i think people share them from a good place but to me like reducing this person who was like a person right like literally a person a three-dimensional breathing person who was tragically taken from this world right you were reverted that to like a meme format and that's not something i'm down with and i think that's performative but i also think a lot of like yelling at quote-unquote performative or assuming things are performative right i think that is also performative right and a lot of people i feel like they're like railing on people who they think are performative right in an effort to seem okay and really like with a lot of things are performative if good things come out of it like then sure right if these name changes are performative then okay sure maybe it maybe the guy at washington doesn't really think their name is offensive right but if the name changes and people feel more comfortable with the team and that legacy of racism can be you know closed right we can close that chapter in history and move on like a lot of people have moved on from offensive native american imagery and it's been fine right so we can close that chapter of offensive native american imagery even if it is performative and the guys don't really believe it that are higher ups over there right that's still a good thing right and Of course, I would want them to change their mind and like really think about what they've done and believe that, you know, cultural appropriation, offending Native Americans is wrong. But I don't I don't know those higher ups. Right. But if it's performative, but good things come out of it, then I guess it was a good performance and maybe they'll they'll keep it up. Right. And they'll realize that maybe, you know, I can do this real deal. I don't have to put on an act. And maybe it becomes less performative over time. But maybe I'm just thinking a little bit too optimistically about these things, right? But it's good that the teams are in the process of changing their names. As of recording, there is no official name change yet. But the name changes are in the works and like logo changes have to be in the works also, right? But there are still teams out there that have native american imagery but it's definitely not as offensive and like things that i feel like could change in the future and maybe will change but maybe they'll keep their names who knows like kansas city chiefs atlanta braves um chicago blackhawks 
San Diego State Aztecs. Like, funny thing about the Aztecs. And it's not really funny about them. It's just like a thought I had. So San Jose State, their mascot is... Or not San Jose, I'm sorry. San Diego State. I might have said San Jose this whole time. But I mean San Diego, right? So San Diego State, their mascot is Aztecs. And, or their name is Aztecs. I don't think their actual physical mascot is an Aztec. But I didn't know this at the time, right? But I went to a school, right? And we were playing San Diego State in basketball. And it was our homecoming basketball game. And the school's tradition... Oh, wait, no, I'm telling this story wrong. Fuck, fuck, forgive me, forgive me. So my school had a tradition for homecoming basketball, right? That whoever came to play us... We were going to burn their mascot. That's how the story goes. Okay. So we were burn whoever's mascot would would come. Right. And I was a freshman. I just learned about this. And I thought, wait, there is a very real possibility that my school could play San Diego State in our homecoming game. And I knew San Diego State's mascot or name was the Aztec. And immediately red flags came up and said, wait, there is no way that this school can burn an Aztec on campus grounds because that would be like quite literally racist imagery and we might have this whole school get shut down, right? So that was like a thought I had. And I've realized later that that probably wouldn't happen. But like, in my mind, I was like, oh, no, this is potential for disaster because not just San Diego State, but a lot of schools, if they come for this specific homecoming game where the tradition is to burn the mascot, right, that that could potentially cause like really problematic imagery and problematic behavior. And I'm glad that that didn't happen. Right. But that was like one of the first thoughts that popped into my mind. And mind you, I've been in college for like two weeks at that point right and i was like oh no san diego state can never be our homecoming match and we can never burn an ascot like me being the nice good person that i am like we can never burn an aztec on campus grounds or anywhere because that is terrible and really signifies like everything wrong with this country thankfully that didn't happen and we burned mascots that were like stupid like frogs and animals and shit which is okay right we can burn those other stupid mascots but not mascots that you know represent people in that way um but anyway that got that got a little bit weird but it's good that these things are coming down but like these other ones like kansas city chiefs you know a chief when we're when we're talking about that or like chicago blackhawks right those words are not like inherently offensive but it can get there right like blackhawks is like a tribe of people or a group of people right but once you allow a little wiggle room someone's gonna come in offensive indian garb or cultural appropriation all that stuff right like a chief like you don't even have to be native american to be a chief right that's not something that needs to happen you can be a chief no matter what ethnicity where you come from but when you double down on like native american imagery which kansas city chiefs has done right then you allow wiggle room for people to interpret that how they like and they might interpret that 
racistly, right? So I think there's ways to go to do to like rename and maybe keep like some things. Like I think you could keep a name Chief, but like tone down a little bit of like the potential for Native American cultural appropriation. I think that might be possible, but ultimately my my thoughts on this are just thoughts, right? It's up to Native Americans to decide what's appropriate. Like I can suggest something and say, oh, that might be a little bit better. But if Native Americans are like, no, then that's their call, right? But those things are changing. Like the worst offenders are realizing the errors of their ways, which I think is good and maybe progress for the future. Now, on to something else. Kanye West, who I haven't talked about in a while. And I have an interesting relationship with Kanye West now, right? Because Kanye West is such an integral part of my growing up, as I'm sure he is for a lot of you. Um, You know, College Dropout came out, I believe, in 2004, and I was in fourth grade at the time. And Kanye has been putting out albums as I've sort of grown up. So Kanye and me, right, in my sort of growing up experiences, Kanye has been a big part of that, right? So to see Kanye where he is right now and like the stuff Kanye has said in recent years, right, that's been, it's been hard, you know, it's been hard for me. And I've come to the decision that like, I don't bang with everything that Kanye says. Some things I find to be outright, you know, bad. But the music that he, that he, that he provided the world, right, in coming up with, I think I can still identify with that. And I've been a person who's, like, defended Kanye, said, like, oh, Kanye's just being Kanye. Like, Kanye's just being outspoken. Like, other people do the same thing Kanye does, but only Kanye gets, you know, slack for it right probably probably the closest thing i could be to a stand was probably with kanye and like sort of defending and protecting kanye and doing all that stuff but i don't need to defend kanye i don't need to protect kanye right i can say like you know kanye is kanye and he's doing all these things out there that i don't agree with but I'm not going to say that I never liked Kanye or that his music was never good or anything like that. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to denounce all that music because, you know, that was that was a big part of me. Right. So or still is a big part of me. So I'm not going to just k- extract that from me. But we'll we'll see what what Kanye does in the future. And. Kanye, I know recently he said he's done with Trump, which is like, if that's true, thank God, right? I know some people have said he's done with Trump, and I'm like, yes, thanks, Kanye. Thanks for being done with Trump. Thanks for thanks for pulling back a little bit. But I still don't know exactly where Kanye stands in the whole spectrum of things. But he announced that he ran, he's running for president. And people are taking this super seriously. They're like, Kanye West is running for president. Another nail in the coffin for 2020. Oh my God, this is so terrible. Kanye's a bad person. Kanye's a bad person. Kanye's a bad person. And sure, you can think that. But the fact that you're taking this this seriously, and I realize that some people might write in Kanye or vote in Kanye if we don't take it seriously. But guys, I'm recording this in July. He's missed all the deadlines and primaries and all that shit. 
what the fuck makes you think that he's going to be a serious threat for president? Right. That's not how that's not how this works. And I'm not a political expert. But what the fuck makes you think that Kanye has any legitimate shot? Right. And to be honest, right, Kanye is not going to be a good president. If Kanye was president, he would not be a good president. But if I was Joe Biden and say this Kanye thing is serious and Kanye gets himself in serious contention somehow, which honestly I don't think is going to happen, right? One, people are telling everyone to not vote for Kanye. And two, the necessary hoops to jump through, Kanye has not jumped through. So when it comes to that, I don't think there's really any shot of Kanye being any type of president. But if I was, say, Joe Biden, right? Joe Biden, who is the Democratic nominee somehow, and Joe Biden, who doesn't really have any signature policies and hasn't really stood for anything that makes him distinguished. Like, I don't know anyone that can truly name a Joe Biden policy. What Joe Biden's policy is and what he's been campaigning on is I can beat Trump. I can win against Trump. That's basically Joe Biden's entire campaign strategy is that I can beat Trump. But when when it comes to actual policy, I'm drawing blanks. I don't know exactly what he's looking for or what he's going to do. And if my sort of campaign policy was that one dimensional, I would be scared of Kanye. Right. I would be scared that Kanye would take a significant amount of my votes because no one knows what I stand for other than I want to beat Trump. Right. And anything that he tweets or anything that Joe Biden puts on social media, that's not done by Joe Biden usually. So whatever he says online and what he says in real life, different things. Right. Um, But if I was Joe Biden or if I was Joe Biden's team, I would be worried. Right. But really, I just think like taking this seriously seems like a bit of an overreaction, right? And it's mostly because he's Kanye and people have a reaction whenever Kanye does anything. And that's been the case since before like 2017 or whatever, when he was doing all that Republican weirdo shit, right? That was, before that, people still had a reaction whenever Kanye just was outspoken, right? So it makes sense, right? But now, like, taking this absolutely seriously, I think that's a little bit of an overreaction. I also saw Elon Musk. Kanye's been hanging out with Elon Musk more recently. And Elon Musk, all I have to say is, is Elon Musk actually smart or is he just rich? Because Elon Musk doesn't seem, like, incredibly smart to me just based on what I've seen from him. He seems like he has a lot of money and he's made a lot of money, which, sure, good for him. But is Elon Musk actually smart? I'm starting to think no. I'm thinking he's more average intelligence and just happens to have a lot of money. But people still think of him as this sort of, like, ultra-mega genius when he's done almost nothing to support that, right? He's made innovations with SpaceX, which, what's the point of SpaceX exactly? I have no idea. And Tesla, right with that and he's had good ideas there but i don't think he's a genius and i think maybe we should cool our jets with thinking of elon musk as this like actual genius right most of us are not geniuses right we're just regular people 
I don't think I'm a genius. I think I'm smart, but I'm not like a genius or brilliant or anything. And I don't think Elon Musk is either. Um, but that's Kanye. I think like we don't have to make a huge deal about this. Like I think part of me is like Kanye has a little bit of an internet troll in him, but he doesn't always release it. And when he does release it, right, people don't always know that he's trolling or even assume that it could be a troll. I think that a lot of what Kanye does could be a troll. I also think that Kanye thinks that everything that Kanye does is art, right? Whatever Kanye does, Kanye thinks that because I, Kanye, have done it, that it is like artistic now because I am Kanye and I am an artist and I put this into the world. And because I am an artist that did something in the world, whatever I do is art. And I just don't think that that's true, right? I think that's what he thinks, but I don't think that's true. I don't even think that really makes a lot of sense, but I think that that's how Kanye thinks of himself. Um, But anyway, and more like government news, the government might ban TikTok. I've seen a couple articles and it's mostly due to privacy concerns And my main thing with TikTok, like you can have your criticisms of TikTok and all that, but the privacy concerns I've always felt were a little overblown and a little bit like xenophobic. Like most of the people think that TikTok's privacy is bad because it comes from China, right? However you slice it, it directs back to China. Because based on my research and reading some articles, TikTok's privacy rules are not great, but they are not worse than any American social media. I'm talking Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, um, Snapchat, anything like that. The privacy laws are shit across the board, right? These social media companies, they have you. They know you more or less. And TikTok knows you more or less, right? And they're using that to, you know, keep people on the platform and drive engaging content, so on and so forth, right? But people are up in arms about TikTok's privacy. And to me, the only reason that is the case is because it comes from another country, particularly China, which has drawn the ire of our current president on multiple occasions. So that's sort of where I think it's coming from. But my thing is, if you are worried about privacy on the internet, but also do things like put your credit card on your phone for Apple Pay. To me, there's a little bit of a disconnect there, right? Why would you put your credit card on your phone if you're so concerned about privacy? That makes absolutely no sense to me, right? If you're concerned about privacy, like why are you even on social media at all, right? I see people like they post their location on social media. They post like a whole bunch of stuff they're doing. I know where they work. I've seen their picture, all that stuff. Why are you not concerned about privacy in these other things, but you're concerned about privacy with TikTok? That makes no sense. Like, what the fuck do you think an algorithm is even is, right? The algorithm is there because the app is getting to know you, right? The Spotify, the YouTube, the Google, right? All that stuff, they're getting to know you and they're tailoring the experience to you. Do you think that they could tailor the experience to you without a little bit of an invasion of privacy? They can't, right? And these 
apps are all run algorithmically at this point. There's not really a way to get rid of the algorithm unless you get off the platform completely. So if you're going to get rid of TikTok, right, the, the ball rolls, it snowballs into all these other apps too. That's what algorithms are. Algorithms are prying into our privacy all the time. But with Twitter and Instagram, like we might make comments about it. We might notice it. But we're not saying fucking abolish Twitter and Instagram. No, right? And a lot of that is that these are American companies. It has to be, right? Because a lot of the discourse I've seen on the internet is, oh, this comes from China, so it must be spyware. And if it is spyware, it's spyware, right? But a lot of these other apps are probably spyware too. And trust me, they have you, right? If you've posted a picture of your face on the internet, right? That shit is Googleable, right? People can find you. If you tweet, if you post, if you Facebook, like people can find you. It's not really that hard. I'd say the one thing about algorithms that I don't think is perfect is that algorithms cannot differentiate love from hate. So for example, I am a San Francisco Giants fan, which means if you know anything about anything about the Giants, that I do not like the Los Angeles Dodgers, cannot stand them. But the algorithm on Twitter, at least, thinks that because I tweet my disdain for the Dodgers and maybe I like tweets or post anti-Dodgers content, because I'm even talking about the Dodgers, it thinks that I like the Dodgers. It thinks that I'm interested in the Dodgers when in reality, I do not like the Dodgers. I like things that go against the Dodgers, but the algorithm thinks I really like the Dodgers. So as a result, right, I get more Dodgers content than I would like right? I had to block the Dodgers account. I didn't want to block the Dodgers account on Twitter, but I had to do that because I was just getting too much Dodgers recommendations and I don't like the Dodgers, right? So those are, that's the one limitation of an algorithm. If you consider that a limitation and not like a blessing that it doesn't know everything about you, right? But the algorithms have you, right? Think that's what, that's what the algorithms do. If you're concerned about your privacy, if you're concerned about an invasion of your privacy, then the best thing for you to do is not to use any of this shit, honestly. Um, But I know you're not going to do that because we're all addicted to it. Um, But lastly, it was 4th of July and there was a big deal about Mount Rushmore. And I have to say, Mount Rushmore is not cool in the slightest. When I was a kid, I thought Mount Rushmore is cool. And I thought that Mount Mushroom was like somehow natural. Like I thought that the mountain just happened to look like a president or two. But then I realized it was man-made. And once I learned that it was man-made, it lost all appeal to me. Then I learned that it was stolen from Native Americans. It was so stolen from the Lakota Sioux and South Dakota and North Dakota, which are, you know, literally you know, named after Native American words, as are a lot of states, actually, like Alabama, Mississippi, Nebraska, Ohio, like those things are all like Native American words. People don't realize that. Um, Massachusetts, too. But once you realize that, once I realized it, it was like sort of stolen and it was Mount Rushmore is supposed to be on Native American land and Americans have turned this into this weird American founding fathers thing, right? That way, um, 
it's become so this sort of colonial relic. And it's not cool, right? Give Mount Rushmore back to the Native Americans in South Dakota and let them decide what to do with it. Mount Rushmore is not cool. We need to stop pretending that Mount Rushmore is cool. It's a sculpture in a mountain that looks out of place. It's like not even the same color. It looks odd. It's, it, it's an eyesore. It's not fucking cool. And I said that was the last thing, but there's one more thing. I watched Hamilton. Um, and maybe I'll do more in depth on the next one, but Hamilton's got some pushback because the founding fathers were racist or whatever, and Hamilton is like not the same depiction of the actual founding fathers. First of all, no shit. That's the biggest no shit of my life. Of course, the founding fathers were not the same as the guys singing and dancing in a Broadway play. Okay, that's for sure, right? Now, do I think the criticisms are valid? Sure, right? And sort of this sanitization of slaveholders? Sure. But I do think that they did mention slavery, and these guys didn't turn out to be, like, good guys. Like, Alexander Hamilton it didn't come off as the best guy. He came off as sort of, like, someone who was way too horny, right? Jefferson didn't come off as good. Aaron Burr came off as, like, fucking nerd, right? These guys didn't come off as good people, necessarily, but it is fun. And I think that one of the downfalls of Hamilton, or, like, why Hamilton gets pushback is because it's good, right? Because I watched it for the first time. I had never heard the songs, nothing like that. And I thought it was good. The music was good. Acting was good. Hamilton is good and that's not a hot take right but, but, but because it's good right people are finding ways to push back because good it doesn't mean perfect and good doesn't mean immune for from criticism but i do think that you can watch something and be critical of it and still enjoy it i also think you can watch something and not be critical of it and that's okay right sometimes we just need to turn our brain off and we just need to watch something just to just to relax for a few days. We don't have to be critical of everything, but we can realize that there are criticisms to be made and maybe some things are problematic. Um, and Hamilton is not U.S. history and is uh, the basics of it. Like, I thought that would be sort of obvious. Although one thing, I don't know a whole lot about like U.S. history because just my education failed me there. Um, in high school, I didn't really get a good U.S. history foundation. And then in college, I didn't take any U.S. history classes. I took more world history or like specifics. Like I took like Korean history, South African history, Middle Eastern history. But I never took like U.S. history because like I live in America, whatever. Um, but I didn't really know anything about Schuyler sisters, right? That wasn't so a group of people that was on my radar. And now they are. And that is, I have to say, like 90% because of Hamilton. Um, so there is something that you can do your own research and Google and not take Hamilton as the truth. But Hamilton is good. And I think that's the problem. And sometimes that is our problem, was that we're too good for our own good. And I think that's where I'm going to end it because I think I just got a little bit too deep. Um, but yeah, thank you for watching, listening, paying attention wherever you are. Please be safe. Remember, Black Lives Matter and they will always matter and they have always mattered. And I will see you next time. Thank you.